You're listening to She Means Business, a podcast of four women realtors, each with unique business models who came together to establish a supportive community. We are here to offer valuable resources and break down barriers that we face within the industry. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we have Josh Pomerleau on our episode. I'm going to list off a couple of things he has done. He is the owner of the Pomerleau team, J.P. Brooks Builders, and J.P.W. Realty. Um, some of the accomplishments for the Pomelo team, he was voted best company to work for in 2017, 18, and 19, hit over a million in yearly volume starting in 2018, Real Trends number one medium-sized real estate team in the Twin Cities for 2022, and now I'm going to talk about J.P. Brooks Builders. He was Minnesota's top 25 builders in 2019, 2020, 2021, and top 10 for 2022. Um, he was also a Reggie Award winner. Awarded Best Places to Work in 2021, Maple Grove's Best Builder Finalist in 2023. He is also the owner of JPW Realty since 2016. Okay, so with all that being said, Josh, what is everyone else doing wrong? <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for coming today. Uh, yeah, we appreciate yeah. it um, with all your accomplishments accomplishments that we are able to interview you today okay so if you just got your real estate license today what would you be focused on hmm um gosh i was 20 years ago (laughs) for this guy um gosh 2005 so so right not quite 18 yeah so i've seen all markets uh good and bad and um what would i do today if i was to start out i mean there's i think I think probably one of the biggest mistakes most agents do is that they um, have too big of a net. Mm-hmm. So they, they think I got to do a little bit of everything because um, they feel scared that they don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So um, it takes really big guts to just foc- be really, really focused. Mm-hmm. But So what I would do is I would find a way to be as focused as I possibly could on building as much value inside of my sphere. Now, I've coached hundreds of agents, you know, probably a few hundred. And one thing that agents always get a little nervous is like, oh, I got to call people and then tell them, who do you know who wants to buy and sell and mm-hmm. invest in real estate? And that's like the opposite yeah. <laughs> of what I would do. As much as I am older now, um, I just, it was still not cool or in, to, to, <laughs> so to, old school. Yeah, yeah. To, to call all your people and ask, you know, who you want to invest yes. in, and, and especially today um, with all the people who sell things every day, I would be just doing everything I can to find two to 300 people that I could add as much value to. And I just bet my, I bet my business on that, mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and if you did that. And you got really, what would, what would eventually happen is you would come up every single day into your office. So what I would do then, as I said, every single day in the office on t- and turn off Facebook, turn off everything else. And I would sit there until I did, until I put a plan together to be able to add the value to the 200 or 300 people that were closest to me. And until, until that, once I got that, then I would be like, yeah, I put a plan together, a, a touch program of how to to consistently do that every mm-hmm. single month. I remember you know? when you started, you used to go to the office even if you had nothing going on, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. what you would do. Yep. Go there, focus on that. Because it gets boring it's sitting like there doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> that's your motivation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because I think a lot of times um, people, I think it's kind of, it reminds me of kind of like food. It's like people don't know how... Um, the world is set up against you to succeed with food, mm-hmm. right? Like there's trillions of dollars against you to lose to food, yep. right? Mm, yep. um, so I think about that in the world of distraction. 
Um, the world is set up to completely destroy your business. Um, and the number one thing that you can do from, from a distraction standpoint, and the number one thing you can do is figure out a way to get focused. And one of the best ways to do that is go sit in a place where there's no distractions, your office or um, maybe somewhere in a basement bedroom or something like that, where you can focus on the handful of things that you need to do every day um, mm-hmm. to get those things done. And a lot of people say, well, I don't know what to do. And then I would just say, well, until you don't, until you figure that out, don't do anything else. Like mm-hmm. sit yeah, there and be bored nice. until you not get bored anymore. Right. So I want to punch, punch things. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's like, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you say, how do you know when you find the right thing to focus on that's meant for you? And that's another right. thing is coaching a lot of agents. Everyone will do uh, this business differently. Yeah. And so I laugh at when some, when people will say this is exactly how you have to do it because everyone does it differently. So mm-hmm. if I'm coaching yeah. someone and if, if, if this is someone listening to this, I would say what ask yourself, what are the few things that I do relationship wise better than most other people it doesn't have to be the best meaning that you uh, connect with people i think of how you connect with people um how i did how other people do that i know where they can um if it's like hey i'm going to do event every quarter and i'm going to connect with or if i'm just really good i know someone that they just every week in their calendar they have two three four people in there and they go to lunch dinner or uh, uh golf or uh they just always have something in their calendar to meet with someone else and they don't treat it as like 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 the grossest word I hear is like networking. Yeah. It's like no, I don't know, like no, no networking, no. Like um, motive exactly, just just that, and then over time, find different angles from letters and events and um, those things, dinners and all the things that you can do, and it, you'll eventually become the people. Uh, the people you'll become to people someone that they're going to want to do real estate with. Mm-hmm. I think the last part of that is then you would want to always have some type of marketing angle that you're doing on social media or doing mailers that are showing that you are actually an expert too. Meaning mm-hmm. that they, the last part, once you connect with someone on them, um, just stopping them from doing business with you after you've connected with them would be to think that you have the highest ability to be able to get them to, to get to where they want to go meaning yeah. to be successful. Yeah. So then I would want to reassure them consistently, not necessarily in your face, but showing them you at closings, you mm-hmm. sold this house. Not You don't have to be over the top and talk about that all the time, but right. just that that's the last part where you would want to make sure that the last part of them feeling like, is this person good enough? And I like them and I want I trust them, right. but are they good enough to um, be able to get the most amount of money for my house or get the house that Business I'm looking savvy. for? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was yeah, your yeah. favorite medium then to use, like starting out out of all the things you tried? So social media was just coming out. That's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> sad. Yeah. But, but social media was there. I mean, Facebook, Facebook was 2005. It was just the wow. college. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. College. But it was still there. So like, and you got to remember, 2005 is my first year. I mean, what was my first big year? You know, maybe it was a few years down the road of that. So um, social media by then was very, very popular. Everyone had it. So um, that would be social media probably would be. But I would have, as old school as it is, I would have a mailer going to my mm-hmm. people. I would have an in-face event, a couple of them every single year, um, where I'm adding different things at it over time. And our first event, we had 13 people come. 
I mean, was that just like a I, I was one of seminar? No, 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 no. Like just, just no, no. Just had just had like a, a pie giveaway, oh, and there's 13 yeah. people that came to the front entry of our office and go. said hi to them and thank them. I was them. one of the 13. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were one of the 13. Yeah, little yeah. Noah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that was a long time ago. And then you know we've had upwards of 500 people, you know, mm-hmm. or so come now. Mm-hmm. But so it's it can start small. But the, but the biggest thing that I think people miss and what people what I will win at and what other people. Who are successful at is being consistent over a long period of time. And that's where I think right. also the importance of the focus of thinking that you're going to try to, you know, if you're drilling down and you're trying to hit oil, if you take 50 holes and you go down two feet, you're not going to ever hit oil. Mm-hmm. So meaning that once you found some oil, it's like go deeper, don't go longer. It's the yeah. same thing with the, with the adding value is, and um, connecting with people. It's like find ways to go deeper and Forget about having the hundred things you need to be going on at one time to be able to do it. The, the most amount of success is when we drill deeper. So meaning yeah. that going to like your your building your relationships and what would I do? Yes, you have a marketing angle, social media, you have mailers, you have events, you have giveaways, you have unique ways on how you connect with your people. And what I would also say is when you go home and you, then you think, oh, I should be on Zillow or I should be doing this or I should be doing this. Do everything first. Say no to all those. If you want to do one of their, if you have 10 things that you want to do, do everything you can to say like, this is in the best spot it could possibly be in until you take one more of those other things Mm -hmm. and then add that to your things that you're going to do. But if that's not, don't waste your time on doing the second most best activity. Do the first one until, and have the confidence in yourself that if you give yourself that much focus and you connect, if you're connecting with that many people, mm-hmm. then um, then uh, it, you'll you'll get results. I mean, one thing I have coached a few, very seldomly is it funny enough, but I have coached a couple of people that have only had thirty or forty or fifty people in their sphere, and that will not work. Mm. Meaning that you will have to figure out a way to get more people in your sphere. Like and what would you calling, say? What would you do? Calling. Cold calling. Yeah. Cold calling or whatever. I would probably. This is what I would probably do. I'd prob. Well, one, I'd get in. I'd get very involved in something like my church. Right. I would anyways, but I would just make it another yes. point to yep. get involved right. in my church or something that I'm going to be at a lot. Maybe a school. Right very involved in the school, maybe school board or whatever, um, or, or kids sporting events, volunteering, yeah, volunteering. Yeah. I do that. Um, and I would probably just focus on an area and like farming and just yeah. try to do as much open houses in that area and build a list and just mm-hmm. and figure out how to, and I've done that, you know, yeah. until you get yeah. to one, 200, 300 people. And a lot of those people will come in as C's, you know, they're colder people. But over time, if you had a few hundred people in there, you can warm them up with your touch program to make them yes. B's and then to make them A's. And the hardest thing is for an entrepreneur, like a lot of this just sounds like, I remember thinking so many times, because I've, I've taught a lot at my uh, the brokerage we were at before. I mean, we, we taught thousands of people. We wrote Kaplan courses where we've done uh, Kaplan things. And and um, it's, it's really boring talking about building a sphere. Like for an <laughs> yeah. entrepreneur, for a lot of real estate agents that get into this, yeah. they, they, they go, sphere, okay, okay, okay. Can we talk about like buying leads online? And can we um, talk about investing in properties? Yes, we can talk all about that stuff. But if you can't do the first 
first thing first, mm -hmm. you're wasting so much time. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to come back to this later anyways. And right. then you're going to be like, I could have bought 10 properties yep. instead of one properties. If I would have just solved the, if I would have just ate the frog and ate yep. the broccoli first, then I can have the cake a little bit that's later. That's why you know I only had saying? one meeting with you and that's all I needed because I did, you told me sphere and then I did it all and then I never need you again. So I think and what's it, your relation to him? So everyone oh, knows. Oh, it's my brother. <laughs> Yeah, one, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I've been stuck with him yeah, for 35 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really important to get the most important thing done first and then go on to the next thing. You know? Yeah. 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 And, 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 and the distraction of like wanting to be an entrepreneur is really, mm -hmm. really difficult. But I, because I think I have a big part of that. And I think a lot of people that will listen to this will have that. I would just say that yeah. you can do everything in real estate if you can just get one or two things done. And that is super, I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel confined by that, mm -hmm. but it's actually unbelievably freeing because mm -hmm. it becomes un super simple yeah. and you can have all the other things over time if you let time carry you through just as long as if you're consistent. Right. Yeah. If yeah. you're consistent over time, you can do anything. Yeah. You can literally totally. do anything. You could take right. a mountain and move it from here if you had enough time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which I feel goes into our next question we want yeah. to ask like what makes a real estate agent successful, which is like you kind of touched on it already, yeah. but like consistency. Yeah. yeah. Like you just, yeah. even if it's boring, like Sticking doing the one thing in your sphere yep. if you have enough of a sphere. Yeah. Yep. Figuring yep. out what yep. works. And we're getting your sphere to a place that can be to that where you can, you can, it's, it's sustainable. big enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's big and then enough. when yeah. did you know, like growing your business that it was time to like start adding more people on and like a team, yes. like when was it like, okay, like this is too much for me, like time to take a next step. When did that and what transition? What was your first hire to? Um, yeah. So first hire was an admin. Well, my first true hire was probably getting in the business with my girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife. Um, and uh, so, but prior to that, though, how long were you a solo agent? Um, probably okay. So it's been fifteen. Probably three years, roughly three okay. or four years. Okay. Three years, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then uh, an assistant, which was Sarah, but she was much shorter than an assistant. And <laughs> um, yeah, then we just started from there. I think one thing that you know, because I, as I coach a lot of other agents. Building a team is great, and mm -hmm. I highly suggest it. But at the same point, most of the people that I've talked to that want to be very successful in real estate basically tell me they don't want a team. Mm -hmm. um, me. And yeah, you too. Yeah, I, I was saying, well, Technically, though, you you are. We are. You and your yes. husband. Yeah, yeah, you are, not, you are. But not a big team. I don't want yeah. to like it. Like a, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's almost like a partnership. It is a team. Yeah. But it's yeah. almost like a little bit different because yeah. Yeah. Totally. when you're talking a partner, it's different than building a team. Yeah, um, So what I would say for 90% of people that think it might sound okay, but a lot of people just don't really want to do it, you can be unbelievably successful with, with not having a team. And, yeah. Um, what gets really crazy is once you get that focus in the business and you focus on the one or two things that matter the most, you can do so, you can have so much time um, and get so, in a lot of money and have a lot of success in a little bit amount of time if you get that focus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know agents work 20, 30 hours a week and make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And it's mm -hmm. they almost, they, they, one of the biggest things that I have to coach them over is that they feel guilty that it's so easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's not a joke. Yeah, I mean, like I literally, and I see a lot of people where they would have to make the decision where I'm going to go to team. Well, then when you start doing that, you take on a whole different level of, 
um, how you have to show up every day, yeah. how you have to care more about others than yourself, yeah. then you have to eat differently, how you have to sleep differently, they have to give up drinking if you really care about them and you want them to be, you want them to be really successful. You have to start becoming the person that deserves to have a big team and mm -hmm. to do that it takes you to become a different person a lot of people don't want to do that and i don't blame yeah. a lot of people because yeah, i know more selfless. there's way more people that are like that than not and then so what got for me to want to do it i just had i i've really loved team sports like if you could say you could be a tennis player on your own or you could be on a football mm -hmm. team i even if i was less successful i would pick being on the football team because the satisfaction of working together to solve yes. bigger mm. to solve problems and then to solve bigger problems is such a satisfaction thing i get so much satisfaction out of that so yeah. creating a team just became a thing that i didn't really have the decision so mm -hmm. it was like you can't do this without you can't do what your goals are without having a team right and so it just couldn't happen and i knew so people say like you know like is it money and all that kind of stuff and I, yes there has to be money has to be a really a part of the equation it has to make sense right it can't make not sense to mm -hmm. take on way more risk do all this stuff and make a lot less money right but if it isn't really about something pro much bigger than yourself um then it's gonna be very difficult to build a team. I remember hearing some people talk about like, I wanna build a team so that I have more leverage so I can go do these other things that I wanna do. I'm not saying that can't be a part of it, but if that's like the, the overall the focus, driving yeah. focus and your people feel that, it's mm -hmm. really about you getting what you want to get to and not bringing them to where they want to get to. I think there's a lot of teams that won't make it through anything tough because yeah. they're going to be like, you're really in this just for yourself. Right. Yeah, the retention I mean, won't be there. Yeah, Whereas your yeah. members and your team have stayed with you like for a very long time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you're here all the time. Yeah. Monday through Friday, you're yeah, not, you're going to be here every, oh, sorry. You're going to be here every single day and you, you have people's families that you're yeah. in charge of. Yeah. You have what hundreds of people's families yep. even the yep. in the building company oh yeah hundreds and hundreds hundreds so you Mo have to be here you're in charge of all of them in, yeah. in making sure their families yeah can and i'm not perfect obviously and there's no. things that i don't do right but i know you're not perfect you could go on that for a long time <laughs> yeah i'm just kidding so anyways but yeah so it has to become so much more bigger than yourself yeah, you know yeah. and you have to care that said, like others. I think of things in the team that, like you know, Matt has really um, been there for the team, and as I've kind of come into JP Brooks, I, he could make the argument that I've like so-called ditched the team, um, and that's been tough. Uh, we've gotten through it, and we're and at the, at the end of the day, I believe it's better for them because they're going to all have more opportunity and grow. And I, what I'm doing inside the building company actually grows the team. Right. It actually makes and everyone feeding back it, to it, them. It, it makes everyone more money and has mm -hmm. a more opportunity. Um, and the real the realty company and the realty too. company mm -hmm. too. So I think I focused on the number one thing that I can that I can create the most opportunity for the most amount of people, which right. then obviously creates the most opportunity for the business as a whole. Mm -hmm. So I try to focus on that, but. Um, Def you can't control what other people are going to do. Like you can give them something, but you don't. Yeah. Know, you can't yeah. control it anymore. Yeah. You know? And as much as like I could say I could support them more, and those are things I work on is especially having the building company and even the the brokerage. You know, both being in kind of a startup phase and going from literally nothing on the radar of being a successful builder to the top ten builders in the state of Minnesota. And a lot of those builders have been around 50, 60, 70 years, and some of them have have billions of dollars, and you're mm -hmm. fighting against it. You're literally like 
jumped out of an airplane and you're, you don't have a parachute and you're trying to build the airplane on the way down before you hit yeah. the ground. And so there's so been that's a the perfect job for you though. You've been like that my yeah. whole life. Like, yeah. what can I do next that just is crazy? I just need to keep my brain occupied. But so, yeah, but at the same mm-hmm. part, the same part of that though is like, I do see a lot of people that want to try just a bunch of different things and mm-hmm. they just jump all around and don't get anything done. And we've been, and like before I had anything else, we had, I had the team for, um, you know, almost 10 years before we had some of these other things. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of key people in place that are still around today. And I wouldn't be doing other things without those people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people talk about, I want to own an ice cream store and I want to own a burger burger company and I want to make carpet, you know, because entrepreneurs, <laughs> but I don't want I don't, I just want to be super clear. I think that I actually think that it, that's great and all, but I think a lot of people get um, these other things, get them distracted from being really successful. And as much as I do have a few different business and 20 years, I really have three. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the other ones went to even come if I wasn't in business with other people. Yeah. So as much as me like to do other things, yeah, I, I really believe that I needed more challenge to be able to positively impact more people. And that was just the next rung. I do not think actually, though, to go jump around and start all these different companies is actually beneficial for the people that are here mm-hmm. and for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that could be a really big distraction as an entrepreneur to think that's how it works. It's the same thing as drilling deep on the sphere. If you're not drilling deep inside of the businesses, well, then you're just leaving a lot of table and causing a lot of problems that are going to show up at different times, too. Yeah. What do you so. think the biggest challenge you've run into is like with starting all the different companies? So like one thing that stands out to you? I mean, you just every single day is a, a different <laughs> challenge. So how'd you overcome them? Um you know, what's the number one? Ch- well, you know, the number one, ch- well, to answer that in a different way, I mean, what's the number one way to become more successful? And the number one way to become more successful is to get in business with greater people. I mean, right? So yeah. I believe we hire better than any a lot of our competition. And that is what's given me the excitement about doing JP Brooks. Like I wouldn't be doing JP Brooks if I didn't believe we hired better people than our competition because I know we wouldn't make it. Yeah. So, so, so I believe that's the greatest challenge, but that's not really been the greatest challenge because I believe we've done that. Um, hiring is hard. So yeah, 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 yeah that's Sarah, you know, Sarah and Krista and some of our key people have become so good at that. And so I'm not necessarily the best person of hiring people, but we have people here that are. Yeah. And so that is, but that hasn't been a challenge because we've been able to do that. So I wouldn't say that's been the greatest challenge. I don't know. You know, you always want to grow faster and it's very, very difficult. Um, Probably some of the biggest things that I did wrong in the building company in general is I didn't know what I didn't know as soon as I wanted to know it. And uh, I paid the dumb tax for too long, Mm. meaning um, (laughs) um, now a lot of people say we grow faster than almost anyone else. But it's still when you're in it, you could say, well, I paid I could have done it 50 percent faster. Which if we you would have learned gotten from your failure. Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. So exactly. you had to learn from them. Yeah. I have a question for you. We're kind of bouncing off between all of us. Yeah. Um, what investment opportunities should us as insiders be taking advantage of? Well, you just... I close on a property tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Um, I really just said it. I mean, if you're an insider on something, it's pretty... 
it's pretty ignorant to like jump into something that you're not an insider at and try to make money at. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. other people inside of other industries that are as good as you are in real estate or way, or better. And if you jump into their industry, they're going to be the ones who are going to take the best investments and the best opportunities first. So then go ahead. How many rental properties do you have? Well, we own this commercial building. So but we think about it and not in units, but I don't know how many units it would be. Um, if I had to guess, 30. 30. I mean, I mean, it could be wrong. It could be 25, yes. could and be 32. And then you take those two and leverage them. Like you sold me one of yours, and then you yep. bought this building because yep. you sold it to six agents, yep. six of the townhomes. And now with J.P. Brooks, now it's like we own hundreds and hundreds of lots in, thou- you know, uh, maybe not a thousand acres, but, you know, we own now our investments are becoming into land mm-hmm. because we're becoming an insider in something. Yep. You know, you read Warren Buffett. I read, I mean, one of the biggest persons I've ever read is Warren Buffett and inside of out of, of what he's uh, done and how he thinks. And I mean, the biggest what, couple of big lessons from him. One, think of investing as a punch card of 20 holes, 20 punches, and you can only tw- punch 20 of them in your life, and you'll become you'll you'll become a way better investor. Uh, meaning that there's only a certain amount of investments you need. Mm-hmm. That if done, if they're the right ones, that will change your life. I think he says like there's five companies that have created 90 percent of their wealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Coca-Cola, American Express, um, McDonald's. No, I could name it. I could figure out the other two. No. Um, And he has like five of them, and that's made 90% of his wealth. So, like, taking Mm. that into our thought of that. Being an insider inside of real estate, it's not how many investments you do. It's how many good ones you do. And that's the cool thing is that there, if you're in real estate and that's what you're doing every single day, you're going to come across a good deal or two. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many agents who would never own real estate and then I've coached them and then within a year they owned something that they did not think they could do and how good of a, a like a good mm-hmm. deal they've gotten. Everyone at this brokerage. Yeah, yeah. So, so me. Yeah. He's coached us all into buying rentals, and now Ben and I are buying our fifth one tomorrow. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So that's when you're an insider, value. when yeah. you're an insider, and you're thinking, hey, I'm gonna go," because I get, I get this temptation too, is where someone will say, "Hey, you should come in and be an investor in." Um, we make tools mm-hmm. doing something, and it's like. Oh, that, and they tell you a story, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And also, you're like, no, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. The number one way I make money is, like, not losing money. So, like, look at that. And then look at rule number two, look at number one, meaning don't lose money. Well, if you're in real estate and you're buying the right properties, you can set it up if you're not overstretching yourself to not lose money for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get all the numbers ahead of time. So yeah, you, you can see everything and yes, you can right, know yeah. like worst case scenario. And if you're not overstretching yourself, maybe you lose money for six months, but for like a 10 year period, you're like almost for sure going to make right. money. Well, and so it's always trending up too, even though it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. Real yeah, yeah, over always a long going up. So it's been good. Yeah. You can take those properties in 1031 exchange into yeah. bigger ones and then yeah. more and more. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Hmm? What are your favorite books? books? Just a couple of them. Just touch on a couple. Uh, just, there's a handful of Warren Buffett books that have been really good. Um, you know, as much, you know, Gary Keller is uh, a mentor of mine. I was uh, in his top 100 group for maybe five years or something wow. like that. And um, I learned an unbelievable amount from him. So, like, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, I probably read mm-hmm. that. I bet you I read that the paper book um, probably 15 times back to back and I probably listened to it more in the beginning. Now that was 
15 years ago. Yeah. But um, I knew once, so as much as I read, I, I was telling the girls, uh, I, I read 400 books probably before mm -hmm. I was, but it's interesting, as much as I've read lately, I've just tried to reread the books. Um, and because it's like, there's 10 ideas out there. I don't need, I need to hear them from the 10 best books. Mm -hmm. So a millionaire real estate agent would be one. Um, and I reread that and I'd get out of it what I wanted. I remember I used to read like the first 80 pages because once they started talking about becoming a millionaire, I couldn't even fathom mm -hmm. uh, what that meant and how to do it that I would shut down. So I was like, I got to master these things first. And if That's I master right. those mm -hmm. things first, I don't want to get overwhelmed. I'm like, Hey, you need 37 appointments per month to mm -hmm. be able to get 25 listing agreements, to get, you know, 20 closings, to X, you know, to do and I'm like, well, I can't That's even I get, I can't even get two this month. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not going right. to be talking about 50, you know, or whatever, yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, I, I, you know, so that would be one, you know, another book from him, One Thing is a really good one I've, I've liked about getting focused. Um, the One Thing. The One it. Thing. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot the Bible. of... Bible. Yep, the Bible. That's probably my favorite. Well, that is my favorite. It better book. be your favorite. Um, <laughs> for mindset, you know, that's the hard part. Is people ask me what's their favorite book. It, it depends on what season I am and what right. I'm, my, my and obstacle what their, it is. The question is too, like what what are you looking? Yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. What's the yeah. what's the obstacle that you're overcome? Mindset books. You know, Think and Grow Rich is probably my number one w mindset book. Think and Grow Rich. Um, there's another one, Power Positive Thinking, by a pastor, Norman Vincent Peale. That was a really good one. I, I read don't that know how multiple you times. Memorize all that stuff. I always oh, I can't. I barely. They're coming up just, you know. So the, the mindset ones, the money one would be like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Um, um, I can't remember. Anything Warren Buffett. Do you like the other one. Robert Kiyosaki books or just that one mainly? Like, do you like no, Cashflow Quadrant? No, Cashflow good too. After that, I've read a handful of other ones and I thought it kind of It's the same off. thing over. Yeah, I feel yeah. like when I read Cashflow Cash flow quadrant. I felt like a lot of Rich Dad Poor Dad was into that one, you know. Yep. So. Business building books of like entre uh, Jim Collins, Entrepreneurship 2.0, I thought was really good. Um, really good. I have a lot of notes from that. Um, and, and he also has Built to Last, which is a good organizational book that I've really enjoyed. Um, he's obviously the one who wrote Good to Great, which everyone talks about that one. Um, kind of, a, of another. No. <laughs> oh, that's his main one, but I didn't like. That's probably the least one I liked. Um, but built to last was really good. Entrepreneurship 2.0 was really, really good. I'd highly, highly suggest that. Um, a little bit more on the mindset book, Grit. You know, by Angela yep. Duckworth. I, that was a really, that really one. good mm -hmm. one. Um, I think there's a book called Mindset. Is that by Carol Dweck or something like that? Um, I think. Didn't you like Shoe Dog a lot? Shoe Dog. I love reading biographies. Mm. So like Shoe Dog was a, was one of my I favorite ones. I read that because you said you liked it. There's a one. There's an obscure one by uh, Clayton. Jim Clayton. I really liked his book. The, Trammell Crow, one of the best real estate investors of all time, which did a ton of commercial real estate in Texas and then went throughout the country. A lot of office, which is mm. obviously on the downswing now. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, he was a really good one. I, I really like that. So the stories of entrepreneurs are yeah, really, really those, cool. Yeah. It gives you motivation to be like, yeah, you know, they had a, it sucks. It gives, <laughs> it gives yeah. you ideas too. Yeah, it gives you and ideas. And you can learn motivation. through the stuff that they did wrong too, yep. even though you'll do your own mm -hmm, yeah. stuff wrong during entrepreneurship. So. We'll make a little list of those and put it in the show notes if yeah. people didn't catch yeah. all of the yeah. right. yes. titles. I know those a lot. Yeah, yeah. we'll add some of them on there. Yeah. 400. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any more questions? 
Um, I think mostly just like kind of what shifted you into the building side of things too. Yeah. Kind of bounce back and forth, but what inspired you to start the building company once you were in the real estate side of things? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, you know, we were doing, I think we rehabbed and rented or rehabbed and sold a hundred, I'm just guessing, a hundred 50 homes, maybe a hundred plus homes. Oh, wow. And we started getting to the place and that was just becoming a, a, a nice thing to figure out how to get more listings inside of the Pomerola team's business. Okay. And were you uh, doing that just under, yeah, were you just doing it under your name or no, the no, team? No, LLC. Or like, okay. no, LLC, especially the rentals we had do for tax reasons yeah. and stuff. And then also it was a separate business. So, but it was very hands. It was, you know, we had a construction team. And so that, it, but it really supported Pomerillo team's goals of getting bigger. So that was just a nice add-on to be able to do more. Um, and it was kind of very synergistic. And we had some really key relationships that kind of formed and, and we kind of used those to, to be able to do that. And then one thing led to another where the rehabs were going away with the downturn kind of going, you know, being done with. And we land was still really cheap because a lot of builders have foreclosed on their land. And so we started buying land because it just was so unbelievably affordable. And then so we started with that same type of, same group, we started building homes. And then Was we, that Danny Ho? Yeah, Dan. So and, top line painting, yep, right? Yep, so he was in, involved in that. And then, um, yeah, and then we just really took that to another level. We didn't stop at just like, hey, we're going to build a few homes. Like, it, building homes is unbelievably difficult. And in Minnesota. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, 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 a hard, it's one of the hardest things you could – there's thousands of details that go into being mm -hmm. successful. And then the margins are razor thin. Yeah. And so everything has to go right. You have to have every facet of the game from sales, purchasing – uh, construction, land, uh, finance, all in the right spot to be able to make to, to make the money make, work. Make Her dad's a builder too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, no, how I he know. Does. Yeah. she does. Lots of moving oh, she parts. does like yeah. all. Of it. She does the purchasing, everything, and yeah. that, that one person. She does that fifteen yeah. jobs right. for one person. Right, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, lots of moving pieces. <laughs> yeah, so that, it was just a kind of a, nat a, a natural extension from the investment side of things where we thought that we had a couple of the key relationships and then um, it was just going to support the whole growth of sell ba just basically being able to sell more homes. And then getting deeper and deeper into the home building, you can't do that like part-time at okay. a high level. Yeah. And so when we were talking, you know, we built 170 last year, um, like... It just so that became my focus because it's yeah. so slowly over time. For listings and you just yeah. built them. Instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Bunch of yeah. hundreds of family versus ten families. You yeah, know, two on that yeah. Side. It kind of got to a place where I could use everything that I've learned from building a team and selling homes and investing and financial management. Um, kind of merged them all. Yeah, into... it kind of it kind of scra mm -hmm. it really forced all the things that you learned in real estate sales and then investing. You could put that into there and take it to another level and I really wanted to it just seemed like that was the best way to grow now that said like if we just focused on the team and didn't do that yeah. we could there could it it could have gotten just as big with it just doing that with yeah the for team, sure you know sticking at that one thing yeah yeah it's so yeah. yeah like doing all these other things you know as doing it isn't necessarily crapped up cracked up you know it's just it, it could be there could be better ways to go about it but that said, I mean, the home building industry for me now, it just scratches all those things that I think have it's come. It's your passion now, too. Well, yeah, it's just come together 
360 from all the things that we've done mm-hmm. and put it all together and now can really build a team and get bigger and I think that was just an, it just now like if someone comes to me with all these other opportunities to do all these other things it's like no, no. Yeah. it's really easy your, to you sell yeah, yeah. 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 that's, yeah. that's yeah. the kind of end goal for everyone when you find yeah. your thing you're just so happy with it that you don't really want to entertain other yeah. things right. one thing I just have to point out while we've been talking what I've really gathered and I've already knew this but you're kind of the guru of fitting in whatever's the market's throwing at you as a deal. So like when short sales came in, you were going to the banks and going straight to the banks and negotiating with him and I, mean, I think we did. Short, I think we did five or six hundred short sales. Yeah, short sales. And when rehabs mm-hmm. were coming, yep. I think and we did one hundred fifty. And then yeah, when land became cheap, you started building. Yeah. And so like you just took whatever was the good market at the, the moment. The yes. market at the moment. You, you found your thing now. As a real estate agent, after you really got done, and I didn't really want to go into this too much, but once you're re- sure. once you're a real estate agent, no, no, I didn't want to go into <laughs> the. Um, the next thing is a real estate agent because I think so many people leave so much on the table of the inside of their sphere, mm-hmm. yes, which is I the agree. number one ROI thing that you yeah. can possibly and it's get. It's free, right? It's free, and it also becomes a really good. When you become really good at something and you become really good at that, it becomes a really fun way to do business. Yes, it's it does. not like the most coolest thing that you could possibly do, but as you get deeper into people's lives and you see their mm-hmm. lives changing because of what you've done, it is a very satisfying, especially compared to a lot of other careers. But what I was going to say is if you ended up having a niche and you can either go into like a far farming, um, a geographic area, or if you can really figure out how to map invest in property and or you can figure out a market of the moment um because there just seems to always be a market of the moment that can be a way to get an outsized opportunities as you've really mastered some of the other things but um the good thing about home building is there's so such a dearth of needing more housing um mm-hmm. and um that is I don't think we will need to find the next market at the moment. Inside of home building, things change Mm -hmm. and we have to shift with those changes. Bigger houses, smaller houses, you know, whatever. Different price points. Yeah, Yeah, different price points and things like that. But um, like home building, like is that going away? Like short sales went away or even rehabbing how it went down probably 90% or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just not going anywhere. So that's what gives me kind of excitement too. So So at the end of our... um, podcast we play this game called date mary kill it's for not you know no so like uh, what this, date I, and mary i will take kill. the rounds of this one yes okay, so like thank you yeah <laughs> i'll I, I be quiet no you have to be quiet oh right no, it's really good so this one is either date mary kill a rambler a two-story or a townhouse so i'll go first i would marry a rambler because i always just want that l- when i'm i just something i could see myself living in forever mm-hmm. i do live in a two-story right now because i have kids so it it's great. I'm going to date the two story because my kids are upstairs, you know, and I can be downstairs and they don't hear me and we can just be in our separate areas. Rambler, I'm going to marry because I just love ramblers. I have high ceilings and everything's on one level. And I don't know. I just mm-hmm. always picture myself in a ranch rambler. And I'm going to kill the townhouse. It was great for a season. I love them for rental properties. And I love that I didn't have to do the lawn care and stuff. But yeah, what about you, Erica? So I would date the townhouse. Yes. I mean, I'm currently in a townhouse, and, and it's now, great. Yeah, it's a good, yep. se- good price point. Yeah. yeah, good season. We've only got one. Use it right as now. a rental. Use it as a, as a rental once we're ready to move up. Um, I would for sure marry the Rambler. I could get away with it with kids too, even though it's one level. Yeah. It's something I could live in forever, and like my mm-hmm. husband loves Ramblers too. And then I guess kill the two story. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'd just oh. go straight to the Rambler. That's yeah. smart. That's smart. Yeah. You're yeah. smart. I was going to say, I don't think Lenaro will like you. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you for sure because I used to live She's in a townhome and I honestly loved it and I miss no. it at times just for like <laughs> the like maintenance free living. It oh, yeah. Great. It so, so like nice. when I lived in a townhome, I do miss parts of it. So I'll definitely date the townhome because mm-hmm. I still just think they have so many perks and I think they're great investment properties. Yep. So I like to keep them as rentals. We're just buying another one too, like Ange. And then I would marry the Rambler because that's definitely yes. goals. Yes. One level living, like every master on the main, all that. I don't need a bunch of stairs to go up. Same. Basement's good though. So we're buying marry the, same the Rambler. Yeah. In my neighborhood. In her neighborhood. Yeah. And her husband's HVAC, so he's going to take care of all that stuff for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to be our handyman. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'll kill the two-story. I'm just not a fan. I mean, it's not ideal. Yeah. And I've never lived in one, actually, and I probably never will. Yeah, hopefully. actually, my parents were <laughs> ramblers, so I didn't even grow up in one. Yeah, so You and I both live in two stories right now. Yeah. Okay, what would you do? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I, I, can I just like them all? No! <laughs> that That's not fun. Opinionated. I was in a townhome for uh, eight years, so wow. I really enjoyed that in Main Street and Maple Grove area, so that oh. was really good for a season. Same thing. So you date that? I date that and have and have as rentals. We own a lot of townhomes that are rentals. Um, very easy to maintain, very efficient. Yep. Um, you can buy them newer mm-hmm. and, and still be affordable. Right, um, yeah. So that's, that's really a good thing about that. Um, you know, I like the two-story. But I probably that's probably something I'd I'd kill too. Like it's a good for a season. It'll be good for a long season for us with all the kids. I do like it a lot. But I think you know the one level living and the the the, the, the caveat that we're not saying is about a rambler. You can have a basement. Yeah. Because so yeah, yeah, yeah. in some areas yeah. of the country, you're a ranch and you don't have a basement. Yeah, and then it's like, uh, well, you kill yeah. that. Well, then you don't have a basement. Yeah. The nice Minnesota thing about the, the, the thing about the rambler is I actually function almost like a reverse two story in some ways yeah. where you can. Yeah. They're yeah, more yeah, expensive yeah. too, so yeah, it's easier to get plus. them yes. later on you, in life. Too, right. So that's yeah. why I'm kind of dating my two story. We yeah. as, as JP Brooks, we sell a lot of ramblers, and um, there's a lot them. of yeah. They What's just your love favorite them. JP Brooks layout? Hmm. I mean, we we've cut our teeth on being really good with one level living. So mm-hmm. um, now, as we villas. have, uh, yeah, villas and ramblers, and like so, probably like our Stonewood plan. I love your Stonewood. Um, we I do like the Somerset too. They're very similar in sizes. I um, like the Greystone too. Yeah. Is yep. it still? No, we don't have the Greystone anymore. But that was a version of the Stonewood. Yes. Yeah, a little bit more efficient, a um, little bit better designed, probably, um, the Stonewood plan. So, yeah, we're really good at the Ramblers. We're, we are making a big push into two stories, though, because we believe we can do it at a... At, 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 more uh, affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more affordable per square foot. And plus, I think we can do a really good job at it. We're, we're pretty flexible in the home building, meaning yeah. that we'll, we're willing to do a couple of things that some of the our competition won't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's kind of our unique advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. one day you're over measuring the end of my driveway, seeing how... Because <laughs> yeah, you were like, I do 22 inch driveways and yours is only 17. I could be getting by with a 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. no one even thinks about Most it. Most cities gosh. now make it so you have to do 16 feet at the uh, at the curb. So yeah. not uh, even really much of a decision. Oh, anymore. I said inches. Yeah, yeah, feet. Yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think yeah. that's Amazing. what we're done. Okay. 17 okay. inch driveway. Yeah. We're going to wrap up there. <laughs>
Okay, so um, we are going to wrap up, and we want to hope that everyone has a wonderful holiday season, and we will be back with more episodes in the new year. Great. Yay. Bye. Thanks. Yep. Oh, and one more, I want to say one more thing. Josh, I'm very proud of you as your sister. Aww. I love you so much. I pay her to say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's dead. Okay. Okay. Bye. Cut. <laughs> We want to express our gratitude to all of you who have supported us and continue to tune in. Without you, this podcast wouldn't be possible. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes coming your way. Until then, remember to keep exploring, keep learning, and keep listening to She Means Business.